We hear our reading this morning from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for, it's, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who, are, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'd like to ask you before I let you sit down, are you weary and burdened this morning? Our chapel reading today and the hymn remind us that we are, that we give our spiritual, we are to give our spiritual and even our physical burdens to Christ. But where do we look for the comfort that Jesus offers? In faith, we look to his word. And the text for our message this morning offers us this comfort. We hear the words for our message from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. Fellow redeemed in Christ, many people around our country are on edge this morning, waiting for a verdict. In Kenosha, Wisconsin, a jury deliberates a case, the outcome of which could cause more social unrest, rioting, or worse. Quick review of the headlines or social media posts from the last few months show that we live in a world not only tainted by sin, but seemingly ruled by it. Brutal violence against our neighbors everywhere we look, God's word mocked, belittled, even suppressed. Politics has been injected into almost every aspect of our lives as our country struggles with vaccine issues, with supply shortages, with inflation, there's violence in our cities, racial tensions, crime that seems to be everywhere. There's an almost unending list of problems. So how do we respond? What do we say to each other when we talk about these things? I invite you today to look away from those problems for a moment and focus your attention on what is really important. Because just as the Apostle Paul writes by inspiration in our reading to the saints or the Christians in Ephesus, we can easily say to every other Christian, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God has chosen you. 
He has paid for your forgiveness and salvation and guaranteed it all for his glory. There are two very important teachings in these verses, two important messages that bring us comfort and peace in times like these. First, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And also in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. God not only knew you before the foundation of the world, but he chose you. Before the universe was formed, while the earth was still formless and void, as we're told in Genesis, before he spoke into existence all things, before the fall into sin, before Abraham, before Moses, before David, before the apostles, before Luther, before time even existed, God chose you as his adopted son through Jesus Christ. What amazing news that is. God chose you and adopted you. Now, some of you may be thinking, that's a little strange to be adopted as a son. But understand what that means according to the Bible. It means that with that adoption comes the full inheritance, eternal life in God's kingdom in heaven. As we see the signs of our world falling apart around us, God gives you this comfort in his word that your eternal inheritance is guaranteed because God chose you through Christ. You didn't choose him. He chose you through Christ. If we try to attach a, a reason for that choosing, if we try to look into the mind of God and ask, why did he choose me and demand an answer, you'll probably be led to some pretty terrible ideas. If we try to use logic, we may end up thinking that God chose us to be saved and others to be damned. Or we might begin to think that if we are chosen, we can do whatever we want to. We can live however we want because we're already guaranteed heaven. Dwelling too long on this teaching we call predestination seems to always lead us astray. And so in faith, we simply take God at his word. God didn't choose you because you're so great a student here at Bethany or so great a professor or employee. He didn't choose you because your faith is so strong if we even begin to think that God saw something in us that caused him to choose us, we only need to look to his word to see just how wrong we are. We read in Ephesians, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. There is no one who does good, not even one, we read in Romans. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me, from Psalm 51. From the moment we are conceived, sin and death are a part of us. There's nothing good in us in our natural state. How could a holy and perfect God look at us in that state and see any good to choose us? Thank God that he didn't leave it up to us to search for our Savior to decide on our own to follow him, or we would all be lost eternally. We know that as we're told later in Ephesians, it's only by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ that we're saved. Our Lutheran Catechism has a simple way of explaining this teaching of predestination. It asks the question, why can you be sure that God will grant you eternal life? And it answers, I can be sure that God will grant me eternal life because I know that he who has here in time called me to faith by the gospel has already from eternity chosen me 
to eternal life. You didn't choose him. He chose you. But not because of you. Not because of who you are or what you've done. God predestined you, predestined you according to the purpose of his will, our text says. The teaching of predestination points us not to ourselves, but back to God and his word. And that word gives us an absolute guarantee of forgiveness and salvation that is sealed in the blood of Christ. When forgiveness and faith are poured out on us in baptism, when we hear God's word and study it, when we're given Christ's body and blood in the sacrament, when we hear God's word and promise through the absolution. That promise and guarantee are repeated over and over and over again to us. Our Father wants there to be no doubt in your mind that your forgiveness and salvation have been purchased by Christ and given to you through him, by his grace, through faith. As our world grows colder and more hostile to the truth of God's word, as saints, as Christians, we continue to look to God's promises, promises already fulfilled and promises that will still be fulfilled. We look to our triune God, to our Father who chose us before the foundation of the world, to the Son who lived a perfect life in our place, who took all of our sins on himself on the cross and paid for those sins by his death, who rose again from the dead to guarantee our rising, our eternal life in heaven. We look to our God. We look to the Holy Spirit who created and sustains our faith. We look to our God. He has chosen you, and heaven is yours. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen.